0: those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express
1: Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month
0: Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your DFS preview for this week's Mexico Open. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Hello, Greg. Happy President's Day.
2: Rick, happy President's Day to you, too. Also, uh, my wife's birthday. Happy
0: birthday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Her in Washington. That's right. They well, share a birthday. It's a special day. I think that... Was- is that Washington? Well, okay. So I think... I just looked it up earlier. So Washington's birthday's the 22nd. But I think what they do is they do it like the Monday so that it's because it's an official holiday. So, so your wife's birthday doesn't change, but we celebrate Washington's birthday <laughs> different days. Um, my mom's birthday is the 22nd. Okay. Well, now she shares a birthday with George Washington.
2: Yes. All the women in my life have birthdays right about now. My wife's today. My mom's the 22nd. My grandmother, who passed away last year at ninety-five, was the wow. twenty-third, and my sister is March fourth.
0: This is a big time of year for you. Don't forget any presents. It's A
2: big time of year, yeah. I mean, you thought Christmas was a big deal with presents? No,
0: the end of the end of February, the yeah. last week of February,
2: Valentine's Day through
0: March, <laughs> and the rest of the calendar year. <laughs> I don't know how old George Washington would be today? I couldn't even guess. <laughs> Neither could I. So I did the <laughs> 292 that old man.
2: Wow. I know. All right. Well, he left us too soon.
0: He was born in 1732.
2: It It's just once you go back that far, I just I get lost. 1732
0: feels like yesterday. Feels like just yesterday.
2: Yeah. We're coming up on an anniversary here in a couple of years.
0: Somebody in the chat, Paul said, "Just a little older than Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Mark just catching a stray. That is that is a stray. Right out of the gates here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Oh, awesome!
0: I don't remember that. Mark and George Washington were roommates at one point. <laughs> <laughs> That's old markets. But that was in the early 1800s. Yeah, that was uh, at Valley Forge. They bunked. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have a transition back to the Mexico Open, so I will just bring us right on back. And we are headed south of the border, Greg. It is Vedanta Vallarta. Uh, let's let's call it what it is. It's going to be a different looking field. The guys you're going to have to pay for $10,000 are going to be names that we haven't seen at that point yet. Tony Finau is the biggest name. Will Zalatoris did withdraw from this event uh, on Sunday night. So, so Tony Finau is the favorite to win it. And we're going to go back to a full field with a 36-hole cut.
2: Yes, uh, love full field, love 36-hole cut. I'm a big fan of that. This is a kind of an interesting golf course. Um, it's, it's long. Over 7400 yards, par 71 and there's um, five par threes. So you still get four par uh, you still get four par fours. but there's a lot of long shots. I, I think it's six of the par, six par fours over 450 yards. So that's really it, it's quite long, but you can hit driver everywhere right. Uh, and the fairways are wide. So it really is a bomber's delight. Um, But but I don't think that distance is really the thing that separates players in this field. I I lean more towards uh, iron play, long iron play, especially. So that's really where I'm targeting most of my picks tonight.
0: Yeah, Troy, if you want to share my screen, I've got the, the scorecard up here so we can we can look through this. And you're right. I mean, there are a lot of long shots there's not a lot of short approaches um it's like it's like the lowest rate of shots from your approaches from inside 100 yards it's like one of the highest rates on tour of shots from over 200 yards and i i agree with you greg you know you're, you're not going to get into too much trouble off the tee and i think it is going to come down to a lot of long iron play and i start thinking back to we're just a couple of weeks removed from tory pines which is another course that yes, you hit a lot of long shots it's a long golf course i i kind of think think obviously there's a ton of differences between Vedanta Bayarta and uh Tory Pines, the South course, but like that that's the type of model of guys that I'm looking for. Be able to hit it uh, a decent, a decent bit, but those long irons are really gonna separate you.
2: Yes. Um it, I mean, it's long approach shots. It doesn't necessarily mean long irons and t- on today's PGA tour. You know, I mean, sometimes these guys from 180 will hit eight iron. And that's where Distance and clubhead speed are a big advantage here because the shots are long, but the guys that can have shorter clubs into the greens, in the And then the other aspect, the difference between, say, a Riviera, which is another long par 71, uh, and the south course at Tory Pines, which you mentioned, the greens are a lot easier to hit here. Um, it's a similar square footage. Actually, I believe it's exactly the same square footage of greens to Riviera but 7500 i believe is the number. Yep, that is the number. Um at least according to your website. <laughs> so
0: who knows? Who knows? Uh, of course i think that's right. No, that's right. <laughs> right. Um, that, that's where I, that's
2: my source and it's been very accurate so far. Thank you. But um but yeah, the so there's a little less emphasis on short game than those two west coast venues, but the attention to the um, longer iron shots is still absolutely there.
0: Uh, the other thing is Riviera's greens are effectively a lot smaller.
2: Yes. Right? So yes. Things, oh, they're so tricky.
0: Right. Things run off. It's hard to keep it on. They, there's not like 7,500 square feet of, of pinnable, pinnable locations. It's
2: no, like, no. Oh. And this is resort golf, right? Consider, consider the shots that came into number 12 at Riviera last week. You know, if you miss that fairway, hitting that green is near impossible. I mean, Patrick Cantlay did in round three, um, but the shot he had to hit was just spectacular. And here, that's one coming from the fairway and two, the green isn't nearly as uh, difficult to hit. So I I think it's a a whole lot. That's why it's a whole lot more scorable than those venues.
0: Two years. That's what we've got. This event's been around forever. It's Mexico's national championship. Uh, it has bounced around from tours. We've seen it on PGA Tour, Latino America, Corn Ferry Tour, gets to the PGA Tour sanctioned designation two years ago. So we have played two years here. In both of those years, John Rom finished inside the top 10. Tony Finau finished inside the top 10. Brandon Wu finished inside the top 10. Cameron Champ finished inside the top 10 and Patrick Rogers finished inside the top 10. Basically half of the top 10 has been identical in both instances of this event. Greg, what do all those guys do? Well, they hit, they, they compress the golf ball.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I mean, you think about a camp champ on, I, I mean, it's almost out of nowhere. And he is in the field again this week. Uh, but Patrick Rogers, a long driver of the golf ball, another guy that we liked at Tory Pines, um, and I believe he did pretty well. Uh, another good, another really good long iron player. Um, you think of Tony Finau and John Rahm. I mean, Finau specifically came into this event last year, hitting the leading the field in strokes gain approach, right. uh, leading the tour in strokes gain approach, and he's not far behind that this year. So it's been some pretty good stuff from Tony Fee now. But yeah, that club head speed, that distance is absolutely an advantage here.
0: We're going to continue this conversation. There's also a, a very interesting pricing dynamic for this week. We'll go through all of that and start naming some names. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up And we're back, Greg. uh, The thing that jumped out to me when the pricing came out this morning was that we have Tony Fee now at $12,000. And then what DraftKings has done is they have opened up the $5,000 range. There's like 50 golfers, $5,900 and below. It goes all the way down to $5,000 even. J.B. Holmes $5,000 $5,000 even. So we're getting a wider set of constraints for this week.
2: Yes, it's very interesting. And it definitely opens up a lot more room for a Tony Fino. Now, I will say in that $5,000 range, it's slim pickings, start throws. Uh, but it, it does allow you to get a little more creative
0: with your overall construction. The top of the board. We'll, we'll get to that five K range. It'll it'll be later. The top of the board. Five golfers over ten thousand dollars, led by the favorite Tony Finau, twelve thousand dollars. Emiliano Grillo, eleven thousand one hundred. That's the most expensive he's ever been by five hundred dollars. Nikolai Huygard, ten thousand seven. Thor Bjorn Olsson, ten thousand three. Thomas Dietrich, ten thousand one hundred. It's interesting, Greg, because Finau is he's going to get all the one and done. Tickets. He's going to get a lot of outright tickets, but this is a salary cap game. What do you want to do here at the top?
2: I want to play Tony Finau. Okay, I really do. I mean, at first glance, I'm like, uh, Finau. That's way too much for Finau because I just don't trust him. And I'm looking at what he's done on the greens. Yeah.
0: Are you not terrified of this?
2: Uh, it's not. It's not great. He's lost strokes putting in 9 of 10. Yikes. Not good. Uh and some significant. <laughs> so, I know he likes this, you know, toe in the air, really low hands style of putting, but it's not working out. Uh it did for a little while. It did last year. He gained four strokes here in his win last year, but yeah. he did he did lose almost two strokes in his uh in his T2 here.
0: Yeah, but he was also like he was he wasn't the greatest putter in the world, but he was putting a lot better. Yeah, leading into this event. He was basically 50-50 on whether he was gaining strokes or not. and Sometimes he was gaining multiple strokes with the putter, not 9 of 10 to the negative.
2: It was definitely not that. Yeah. But I still think he's worth the play because there's such a big drop off after Tony Finau alone. And you see it in the pricing, but I, I think it's worth it. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at some of these numbers here. He's, it, let's talk about some of these um, distance, you know, yardage buckets. Yeah. I don't like basing it on that, but Tony now 175 to 200, eighth in this field, 200 to 225, first in this field. Driving distance, all drives, 16th in this field. Um, and, you know, and that depends on how you look at it. Because on tour for the year, for 2024, he's 10th in driving distance all drives at 305 yards. So he he checks every box that I'm looking at when I'm analyzing this event. I'm concerned with the putter, but quite frankly, I have concerns with everybody else in this field. Uh, and is there a chance that he comes back to a place where he's only finished um, a, a T2 or better in two starts? This might just be his spot.
0: I was just clicking through, you know, every year of his stats, and he's just always been a very good, I shouldn't say long long iron player, a very good player from the farther proximities. Um, very good for PGA Tour standards, elite for this field standards. And right. I hate this stat pro. I hate what I'm seeing, but there is – while. Tony Finau is still the most expensive. When you start looking at his betting odds, six, six and a half to one, whatever whatever that is, and then you look at the the next guy, which is like, uh, I'll pull it up here just to get you an updated, Hoygaard or Jaeger at like 18 or 20 to one, you could almost argue he should be more expensive than this. It's a big gap. It's a big gap. <laughs> and it probably should be.
2: I mean, even if you just go through this DraftKings pricing, Emiliano Grillo, um, he finished T forty four last week, T twenty two at the WM Phoenix Open, T fourteen at Pebble, and T twenty at the Farmers. Is this a eleven thousand one hundred dollar stat profile? He's been hit or miss with irons. Uh, he's been kind of hit or miss on the greens. I know he has a good record here, and I'm I'm fine with Grillo, but I mean I'd rather pay up for for Fino.
0: No, it's not a ten thousand one hundred dollar profile. But if that is your criteria, then no one will meet your criteria this week.
2: Right, right. That's a,
0: a very good point. That's Every a very good point would be worse than the salary it is assigned to. But if you
2: compare compare Fino to Grillo... yeah, it's you know right and i think there's a pretty big a pretty significant gap
0: there i mean there is cl- clearly and and even and the the good news for tony and and the thing that i think will probably push me closer to tony than i am right now is even losing three strokes putting and that was just three measured rounds at tory pines he finished t6 because he is he's the long iron guy. He's the distance long iron guy. Even when the putter isn't working, he can put, and that field was significantly stronger than the field that he's going to get this week. So I'm, I'm not high on Tony now, but I have a feeling that when push comes to shove later in the week, I'm going to have to click a lot of his name.
2: Yep. You're just going to have to click his name and, and figure out the rest from there. I mean, the other guy I like in this range would be If I wanted a discount, right, I got to go down to uh, Olison to Torbjorn. I think that's how he says it. I'll I'll, I'll go with that. Thunderbear. Look at what he's done around the world approaching the green. Yeah. I mean, really, really good stuff. You're talking about, what, nine in a row? Gaining strokes and nine in a row. He won his last start.
0: He plays primarily on the on the DP World Tour. We haven't seen him since the Open Championship on like a PGA Tour event. But he's coming off a win. I mean, he just won um, three weeks ago and played well in Dubai, played well in South Africa, played well in Spain. He's played well all over the place. Yeah. And you're seeing why not Mexico? Why not Mexico? Right. Seriously. I mean, it's it it is a really strong stat profile with really good results
2: and probably not a huge difference in strength of field in this event in Mexico and
0: events on uh, the DP World Tour. It's actually really interesting. Do we have a number yet on this field? Not yet, but that I will. That's actually a good call. I will. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very curious because I'm always concerned with guys that
2: play all DP World Tour and looking at the columns here on rickrongood.com and seeing, okay, well, I mean, it gives you an idea of, of what, what they're best at, um, but it's relative to the field. Correct. You know, and, and I, I feel like this is, this stat profile of Torbjorn holds up against this field. If it was Riviera last week, I probably would have backed off a little bit. He also would have been probably a 6K guy or 7K guy. So it, it, it works here. For me.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, because that that Dubai either one of them, Dubai, Dubai Invitational or the Dubai Desert Classic is uh, might end up being stronger than this field. It had like in right. you know, Fleetwood and and guys like that. He went T eight, T twenty one and then he won after that. Okay, I'll keep an eye on that because that's a that's a good call. When that when the strength of field comes, usually get it like Tuesdays, I think. Um we'll see see what that looks like. Okay. Um Final Olison. We kind of mentioned Grillo a little bit. Do we need to talk about Nikolai? Do we need to talk about Dietrich?
2: Uh, I'm concerned about Dietrich. Okay. Doesn't feel like a great spot for him. He's been doing a lot of his work with uh, short game and putting. A lot. Of, yeah. yeah. I can't believe, by the way, he ended up T28 in Phoenix.
0: Yeah, because he started out really well. And then had that one bad had had a bad Saturday and kind of closed it, closed it up a little bit. But it's been I don't know. There was there, uh, this time last year, he was like the shiny new object uh, and he was like the favorite to win Bermuda or something like that. And, and it's it's a bunch of good results.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It just it doesn't feel like his kind of golf course. Um, I, I agree. The West Coast does. So I'm not surprised he played well on the West Coast. And then Hoygaard's just so good. He's just, he's so good. I I think you're fine to play Hoygaard. Like Fire play has been great.
0: I like the way he hits it. He had, an, he had a good result at Farmers too. If you're kind of looking back to, to that, he played well in Dubai. Oh, really well. He won the DP World Tour Championship. I'll be interested to see as we go later in the week, we'll start to get projected ownership numbers. I've already looked at like the projected one and done numbers. Tony Finau is going to be like 35% owned. Like, yeah. 30% outrageously owned in one and dones. I wonder how that will uh translate to the top of the DFS board because if if Nico is there uh, you know forgotten about um I'd be pretty interested. I would too. I could
2: definitely make that pivot. Um and I could make the pivot to uh to too. Especially if there's a bit but I don't know the the price is 12,000 it puts you into dart throw territory on the other end of the board, so I do think that'll keep some people away from Fino. So
0: I, I I do think I don't know. Don't like they don't like to click names they don't know, and if you're playing Tony, you're gonna have to click some names you don't know.
2: Yeah, like
0: quite a few. Yeah, which I which I think might keep, which is a weird I I it's a weird thing to say, but I think that's how people build lineups. Um, nine K range. Keith Mitchell, Stephen Yeager, Patrick Rogers, Taylor Pendrith, Eric Van Rooyen, Mackenzie Hughes, Ryan Fox, and we round it out with Rio Hisatsne, I believe is what we're going with, Brandon Wu, and Mark Hubbard. So um, there's maybe one guy I'm pretty excited about. There's maybe two I could be fine with, but I'm not super excited about this guy.
2: Yeah, there's the potential to be excited in here, but I'm kind of with you. Um, one guy I think could win is in here. Probably the guy you're excited about. Okay, who is it? Taylor Pendrith? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Of course it is.
2: Yeah. This is just perfect for him. Right? I mean, he's first in the field from 175 to 200. He's ninth in the field in driving distance, all drives. Um, His iron play has been pretty good of late. Talking about five of... Uh, or four of his last five. He's gained strokes. He finished T nine at Farmers.
0: Yeah, what yeah. What angle do you want to go from? Do you want to go from like uh distance? Okay, he's got that. Do you want to comp it to the long iron shots at Tory? Okay, T nine there. Do you want to do the like tropical locations? T fifteen at mayakoba T eight in Bermuda, T ten and Sony. Like what, what 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 angle do you want to come from? Taylor with checks the box. Yeah. Probably my one and done play. Yeah, that would be pretty good. I, um, I've got a sneaky one that I'm thinking about. I haven't decided yet, but I think Pendrith is a really good one. So definitely a
2: play in my DFS lineup. I'd actually prioritize him over Fino. Like if I couldn't get, if I couldn't get Fino and Pendrith in the same lineup, I would go with Pendrith and I'd pivot off of Finau. Mm. My read. Maybe that's the wrong choice. I might change that over the next
0: couple of days, but I think that's where I am right now. Pendrith is the one that, yes, clearly stuck out to me. There's a couple, maybe one or two more I could be interested in, but where, where are we headed after that? Uh,
2: right below him, 9,500 EVR. Okay. Kind of has my interest. Um, he has a T33 here in just one start. Um, he was T20 at Pebble, T25 at the American Express. Um, he won in Mexico Yep. already this year um, in the fall. And his name popped up in the two hundred two twenty five 225 ranch. He's ninth in, in this field in that category. So I, I like what I've seen with his iron play. I love the golf swing, and I like him in fields like this especially.
0: Yeah, no, there's um, I was looking at like strength of field results and there there are definitely some guys who feast on some below average fields and I'm pretty sure EVR is one of them. There's guys here like like Ryan Fox hits it a long way, but I don't know if I could say much more about that. I, you know, Patrick Rogers, how much are we allowing and we're going to have this conversation about somebody in the next com- in the next tier two. how much are we allowing course history to drive the ship here. Patrick Rogers back-to-back top tens at this event, missed the cut of Genesis, didn't play particularly well at Pebble, did have a better result at Farmers. Steven Yeager's got back-to-back top 20s, didn't particularly play well at Pebble, did play well at Farmers, and has been playing well before that. Like how much is the, uh, and then Brandon Wu's in this range as well, the, the third and the second, how much are we giving credence to that over recent form? Well, um, we're definitely giving credence
2: to it over recent form. And one reason is, but you got to look at how, like, why is the recent form the way it is? Now, so I look, let's look at um, Brandon Wu. I think he's the strongest example of this. So Brandon Wu has, he's one of those guys uh, finished in the top 10 both times here. you look at what he's done. What's that? Finish in the top three both times top three both times Yeah. so he's clearly comfortable with the golf course his results a cut t47 cut t18 t58 it's it's not uh, um it's not great but look at what he's done with his approach play right it's it's three seven eight out of the last nine he's gained strokes approaching the green putter's been cool but you come to a place here in Mexico where you have two top threes and you've gained eight strokes put in and five strokes put in yeah. here. He, clearly he feels it here. So I don't think there's a big, you know, I, I think he's capable of performing really well here again. And those results are probably more strength of field related um, or, or the, you, you know what I'm saying? They're probably more strength of field related than his, him struggling
0: that is that is interesting, and I agree that it's you, you got to look a little bit deeper at some of these. the The approach plays a lot better than I than I thought it would have been for for Brandon Wu runner right up right two years ago, third place finish last year.
2: <sighs> Anybody else? You know, Patrick Rogers is just. It's tough for me. So I prefer Pendrith over Rodgers. That would be my pivot. I prefer Wu over Rodgers. But he's not
0: bad. Jaeger just feels so safe. Yeah, Jaeger might just be the guy. Admittedly. You know, he had that close call at Farmers, which is great. He hasn't missed a cut (laughs) since Harbortown last year. We're coming up on a year. You know, even at and Pebble was such a weird week with the weather and all that stuff, and it gets shortened to uh, three round. Like it just was so bizarre, and that was his worst start by a mile in in the last year. He's got a couple of top twenties here. Maybe it's just Jaeger, and and he's shown
2: he showed at Farmers finally that upside. Look with all these results and the great iron play and the great driving that he's displayed. Finally, we get like, oh, a a T3 is in the cards. I mean, if you watch the Farmers, a win is in the cards for Steven Yeager. He could win. And for a long time, I was just questioning, okay, the stats are great, but the results are nowhere. Like, what does he have to do to finish in the top 10? Yeah. And, And I feel like he may have broken a seal there. So I'm fine with Yeager, too. So I guess that leaves us with Pendrith, Jaeger, Wu would be my three
0: guys here. I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm okay with it too. The 8K range has another interesting conversation or two, and then we will get down to the depths of this field. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential?
0: And we're back. The $8,000 range starts with Davis Thompson, Doug Gim, Jake Knapp, and Cam Champ. The middle, Aaron Ride, Charlie Hoffman. The bottom, Justin, uh, Michael Kim, Maverick McNeely, and Austin Eckert. Okay, Greg, where do you want to start here? Well, my
2: guess is the guy that you're most curious about is Cam Champ. That's right. I don't want to start there, though. Oh, okay. The top three, the guys right above Cam Champ, I like... All of them more than Camp Champ. So that would be Thompson, Gim, Knapp. Thompson, Gim, Knapp. Maybe you could talk me off of Doug Gim, but I really like what I'm seeing out of Davis Thompson. Okay. Uh, I know he's a guy you drafted a lot of in late rounds a season long, and I think this is a great week to have him. Um, you know, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, he gains four strokes approaching the green on an iron play specific golf course, finishes T-15, Missed did miss the cut at Farmers, still gained strokes approaching the green, gained strokes approaching the green at the Amex and the Sony. The putter has, in three of those four events, he's actually gained strokes. The one area of concern has really been the driver, and I don't think that's a big area of concern here at all.
0: Yeah, because he is, um, he's quite sound on some of these longer, yeah, some of these longer proximity. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the week to run him out if you got him, I suppose, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's fifth in the field from 200 to 225. He's eighth in the field and uh, driving, all uh, driving distance, all drives, Um. Very comfortable with Davis Thompson in this spot.
0: Okay. Um, we'll hit we'll hit another one of those guys. I'm, I'm definitely team NAP.
2: Yeah. Um, I know you are. And yeah. I get it here.
0: Played great at Farmers. T3 there. Um, played well enough at Phoenix. T28. That's a much stronger field. And, you know, you look at... It, it looks to me, Greg, like he started to just get comfortable. Right? Comfortable on the PGA Tour after coming up from the Corn Ferry. Game is looking good. I'm ready to rock.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to talk about because there's not a lot of data, but there's a lot of club head speed. Mm-hmm. I think he's shown he can play with the irons. And I think you're right that he's comfortable. Is this your sneaky
0: one and done play? No, but uh, my sneaky one and done play is in this range and we have not talked about him yeah. yet. That's how sneaky he is. Okay, so it's,
2: there's no way it's Camp Jam. No, God. Okay. Uh, so that means it's Maverick McNeely.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Good job, Greg. Yeah. Not too well. Ah, hey, I like McNeely. I My hunch here. And I said this on my DFS preview today, and I want to be very cautious about this because I'm not comparing him to Will Sal I knew you were going there, (laughs) but I am seeing a profile that resembles it, meaning he's knocking off the rust after coming back from an injury. He's getting better every week, and he's back to doing the things that he always does well doing it well so he's falling back into his game if this was this time last year before the injury maverick mcneely would be ten thousand one hundred dollars in this field yeah i mean he was at time when we got to pebble one year and it was like that weak field pebble he was like ten thousand dollars
2: yeah yeah it makes a ton of sense now there's no pricing in uh in
0: one and done there is no price but he certainly makes sense in dfs Right. That's, that's my concern with like in one and done, I probably never need to use Maverick McNeely. Exactly. So that's why I'm, I've not committed to I do like Pendrith. I do, you know, if, if, if it was just the, the six of us, you know, I think, I think there'd be a lot of fee now. The fact that we've now opened it up to a bigger audience now makes me kind of want to get a little Maverick McNeely. Yeah. 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 You know, and try to,
2: and that's the way this PGA Tour season has been going, right? So, is it gonna? Are we gonna get our first favorite in in this in this event?
0: I hope not, because if Tony Finau wins this, I will probably not reap any benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, if Finau wins this, I will probably lose everything.
2: Yeah, I get it. It's I totally get it. Um, but I love McNeely. I wrote down four names for the 8K. Okay. Davis Thompson, we talked about Doug Gim, Jake Knapp, Maverick McNeely. Yeah. So I get I totally get it. He's it's like he's back, he's healthy, he's good to go. Uh
0: the thing with is, you know, obviously the back-to-back top tens is awesome, but miscut, 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 T58, T forty five, T fifty nine. T18 at Shriners. That's, you know, we're now back into October. Uh, not a lot of, uh, play to be confident in as of late.
2: This, and this is the difference between, um, you know, the Brandon Wu situation and the camp champ situation. So you look at at course history and yeah, it's great, but it's not completely overriding. I may put more emphasis on it than a normal week, but, I uh, I don't know if I can override five straight weeks losing, approaching the green, five straight weeks, four straight weeks losing on the greens, you know, like is, is distance. I know it's important here and it's great for a long hitter, but is he performing that way? Because he's, you know, just missing fairways. He's not going to miss fairways here. I don't know. It feels like this doesn't feel like, a great situation
0: agreed i actually have a value cam champ that's coming up in another tier where we can get a, a basically the same thing if not better version of cam champ for like two thousand dollars less i know
2: who it is who is it well i have uh, joseph bramlett Dude, you are a mind reader <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had the same thought i'm looking at
0: like okay I love Joseph Bramlett. He's in the six K range. He's yeah. Great. He's been better than Cam Champ. They do all the like the same whatever tools you want from Champ, Bramlett has. And Bramlett's been better. And I think he has a top twenty here. Or he's got he's got like one decent start, I think. Yeah. So
2: Yeah. It's great. So you don't have to go with Cam Champ. Like there's no sign that this is the week. Maybe maybe that means he wins. But I'll, I, I will lose. if, Like you, with Finau, if Finau wins, you're not going to reap any benefits. If it's Camp Champ, I'm not reaping any benefits.
0: So annoying when he wins and everyone's like, you're an idiot. He's finished 10th year twice. Well, of course he's going to win. Oh, yeah, okay. Cool. You got to show me something else. He usually shows one breadcrumb before he plays well. Yeah, something. Anything. Something.
2: Putting starts to creep up, right? Uh, No, there's nothing here.
0: And I wish it was. I wish it was. Yeah, me too. It would be cool to play somebody who's got back-to-back top tens, but probably not going to happen. 7K range starts with S.H. Kim, Alejandro Tosti. The middle includes Alex Smalley, K.H. Lee. The bottom, Chris Gotterup, Andrew Novak, Robert McIntyre, amongst others. Um, How do we want to allocate our funds here, Mr. Greg?
2: I think there's a couple of interesting plays here. Okay. Now, remember what I mentioned about Olsson and the strength of field and yes. DP World Tour results.
0: Ooh, okay. Go All on. right, go on. You know where I'm going already. I don't know if I do, but I, if you are, I'm getting very excited. Alexander Bjork. Uh, okay, close. But um, I like that too, though. This is exciting.
2: If you look at. <laughs> So he played on the PGA Tour at the Sony and the American Express. He missed the cut at the Sony, T11 at the American Express. Second at the Omega European Masters, uh, in Czech, at the Czech Masters, T14, T41 at the Open Championship. So that's a little bit of a while ago. Um, but his, uh, his absolute strength mm-hmm. is so clearly iron play. So clearly iron play. And, and I like that he's got some recent starts and I think there's some real form there. So I'm very interested in Alexander Bjork at 7,300.
0: That's a good one. The one that I stumbled my way into earlier was, uh, you were heading down this, this, uh, strength of field path. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, like, let me look up who crushes weak fields. Uh, Matt Wallace has, a, so fields that are below average in field strength, Matt Wallace has five career victories or five wins since 2017. No one else has more than two. Um, it's like him. I forget who else, ha, but like it, it's, it, I, I I just, that's where I thought you were going with like a DP world tour uh, guy who does not have, or who, who plays well in, in weak a uh, field. That's where I thought you were going. Matt
2: Wallace, Matt Wallace uh, um, I want to do well so bad and I, he just feels like a, it's an underperformance to me. He's
0: he, I mean, he has his last eight on the DP world tour are awesome. His last eight on the PGA tour are all pretty bad. Just
2: it, It's a good point. It's true. It's a, it's a good, the field thing's a good point. Maybe he's worth looking into, but I've just been hurt before. I'm, ready so I'm to, probably not going not there. It hurt again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, well, you go for it. I've got to save a hundred bucks and go with Bjork. Uh,
0: you go with Wallace. Uh, the other, the other guys that I think are are remotely interesting. S.H. Kim. I feel like both you and I are kind of like S.H. Kim truthers. He's probably the yeah. best of anybody in this range. He finished 24th here last year. Um, Vincent Norman also kind of likes these weaker fields. He's he won. I always confuse Barracuda and Barbasol. He won one of those. Um, He also won the Irish Open at the end of last year, finished eighth year, hits it a mile. But that's about the only things that excite me in the 7K range.
2: Yeah. Uh, I got another one for you. Please. KH Lee. Okay, let's see. All right, KH Lee has missed his last two cuts. I love it already. Uh, (laughs) But he finished T25 at the American Express, and he has this ability to show up and go crazy yes right which i like he also um he popped up in 175 to 200 he's ninth in this field that's really all i got but i just
0: feel like, <laughs> I just, I feel like this convincing this convincing argument and then just ah, that's about all I got. that that's about it but i
2: love this i i love the price at 7500 i just feel like it's too low for his upside.
0: Yeah. I mean, he wins once every 13 months, something like that. Yeah. This And, and why
2: not here? Uh, let me see his results here. Not nothing. Never played here. Oh, this was the other thing though. Any semblance to TPC Craig ranch?
0: Are you asking me or are you telling me? I'm asking you. Uh, I could see a little resemblance potentially. Craig Ranch, if I remember off the top of my head, is like uh, it's got massive greens, right? Massive, massive fairways. And then let me see if I can. I even, actually, they're not. It's not even on the schedule this year, so I took it off well, my. I'd have to pull it.
2: Yeah. I'd okay. Have to pull it a different way. Massive greens, massive fairways, kind of like here. So that was that crossed my mind when I saw K. H. Lee's name. Not a strong case. I get it.
0: Yeah, I want to look up what the winning scores were. Like mid mid twenties here. Uh, uh, well, uh, twenty four under for Fino, seventeen under for Rom. I think I think the the winds can blow. If the winds yeah. blow, you might get a uh, upper teens, and if it doesn't, you're going to get like mid twenties. Right. Yeah. All right, I got one more guy for you. Yeah. Sure. I actually really like this guy. Another guy,
2: typically pretty inconsistent, but can go crazy sometimes, Nate Lashley. And uh, he's actually been playing better. Yeah, I mean, he has missed four out of five cuts. Yeah, The one that he made was a T3 at the Farmers. Right. And um, in this field, he is fourth from 175 to 200. What about the last time he went to Mexico? T ten. T
0: ten. So there's some potential for a Nate Lashley. Can I tell you that um, this is completely off? To, well, it's it's ninety nine percent off topic. That so my wife was like, hey, we have this like, it's like my mom. I think it's like her parents like fiftieth wedding anniversary at some point this year, and they're like, okay, do we, we want to do a like a family vacation? And I'm like, oh God, like, all right. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like 30 people, you know, like this is going to be a nightmare. It's going to be an absolute nightmare. That's
2: a, it could it's be a, an issue. It's like, a, can I have a reservation for uh
0: 30 tonight at six? Yeah. It, it, right. No. Like there's going to be no, like you can't do anything with a group that big, let alone. Do, do, like, it's just impossible. I'm like, where, like, where are they talking about going? She's like, I don't know here, t- uh, this, this resort or whatever. It's in Mexico. I type it in. It is like, I don't think it is the resort, but it's like walking distance to El Cardinal at Diamante. Ah. So I'm like, I'm in. Let's yeah, go. let's go. Get the passports ready, honey. We're going to Mexico. We're going early. We'll go two days early. Like, we're like, I'm now I'm all in on this. And there's like all these golf courses around it. I'm like, all right, I don't I don't even care anymore. You you just picked like the greatest resort. I'll go. Oh, that's not bad, actually. Resort, thirty people. You, you do you'll do better. I think we'll definitely do better at like a yeah yeah I, it's the only way. But right, because mm-hmm. there's going to be everybody who's eating dinner there is
2: going to be at the resort anyway. Correct. So, I mean, you might not get one table. No, that might be a good thing.
0: Yeah. E- exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, that was my that was my little tangent there. But yeah, Nate Lashley, I'll try to beat his score when I get to uh, El Diamante. I don't think yeah. Good luck. $6,000 range. Dylan Wu, Tyler Duncan, Harry Hall at the top, the middle. Joe Highsmith, Jacob Bridgman, getting into some names that you might not have heard before. Uh, Cristobal, Del Solar, just shot a 57 on the PGA Tour, or the uh, Corn Ferry Tour, excuse me. Bottom of the range, Neesmith, Molinari, that's Francesco, uh, Lauer, Kevin Chapel. So this is this is the, the names that people don't like to click. Nope. And
2: you're going to have to. Well, if you want to play female, you're going to have to. Um, There's a couple of interesting names in here. Um, So first, Joseph Bramlett. We already talked about him. Correct.
0: Top choice, 6K range, Joseph Bramlett. I I tend to agree. He is the $2,000 cheaper, better version than Cam Champ. Let me just confirm. I thought he did have one Mexico start. Uh, oh, he's got two. He missed the cut in 2022 and finished 10th last year. This is... Yeah. This, this. I hate that Cam Champ is going to beat Bramlett by like 30 strokes this week because of all this setup, but this is objectively much better.
2: It It's definitely better. Yeah. Uh, you have some good starts. It's, I mean, it, it, it could be better. It's not great, but that's why it's 6,800.
0: Oh, it's not great, but Champ is bad.
2: Yes. And way overpriced right bramlett's probably accurately priced maybe slightly underpriced yeah probably pretty accurate so i'm in on bramlett absolutely now from here we start getting into you know gut feelings yep um kind of what are your thoughts on chan kim
0: um, I was looking at him earlier. Um, I, 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 think there's probably two or three guys that I like a little bit better, but he would definitely be in that next, that next range. So there's a couple of these guys that, so he won back to back starts on the corn ferry, um, yep. is getting his feet wet now on the PGA tour. He's missed two cuts, but the T 14 at the American express was his, his, best one. Uh, there's another guy just kind of like this, who looks like he's starting to grow into his PGA tour self. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chan's probably like the fifth one in this, in this range for me. Parker Cootie? No, it was actually, uh, Highsmith. Oh, okay. So let me pull up Highsmiths. Joe Highsmith from, um, he, he played at Pepperdine. So this was his, the end of his corn fairy was awesome. Bunch of top tens. Then he got into the playoffs. T2, T3 missed the cut at Sony, but then he's got two top 35s. At the american express and the farm this is going to be the weakest field out of any of those and right i think he's just getting more comfortable so that's that's what i see a lot of in this range guys that might have crushed the corn ferry or had a really good run on the corn ferry, who are getting comfortable with their new full-time pga tour status and this is a pretty good spot for them to break out
2: yeah i think that's true i guess the other guy in that range would be parker cootie yes to Absolutely. me Right, who looks pretty good because he just finished T25 at the Farmers. He did make the cut at the Sony, um, which is nice, although it wasn't great. He finished T74. Um, and he didn't quite have the record of the other guys on the Corn Fairy Tour, but some pretty good results. Good enough to get him a tour card. Good enough to get him a tour card, yep. But um, but it was really good stuff at the Farmers, which I think is it was great. He's
0: is nice. putted better each and every week. Uh, yep. Jorge Campillo would be one that has my attention. So Jorge Campillo is primarily playing DP World Tour and just finished fifth in Qatar. Uh, actually, he's, he's crushed Qatar the last two times he's played it, has, has made a bunch of cuts over there, fairly well-rounded golfer. You can get some decent play out of him. He's like a true professional. Like, like he is not a guy trying to find his foot. Like he he can he can hit the golf ball. He can golf his ball. He's he's at yeah. 6400.
2: Yep, I completely agree. Um, and I got one more that I like. Mm-hmm. Justin Lauer. Got. Um, he's made four cuts in a row, which is good. He's gained strokes approaching the green four events in a row. Nice. Which is great. His putter has been a struggle, but he does pop up in the 200 to 225. He's actually sixth in this field from 200 to 225. Wow, okay, which is pretty nice. I'll take it. it. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm curious about that. I don't think he has any starts here. Oh, he does. T64 in 2022
0: years ago. He played the first
2: edition. Okay, first edition.
0: So another option, and he's cheap. Now, something I rarely say. the $5,000 range. a lot of golfers. I think I counted 51 of them earlier yeah. Chandler Phillips, Max Grazerman, Patrick Fishburn amongst the top. the middle, David Lipsky, Nico Echeverria. the other Cootie Pearson actually isn't Pearson the better one? uh
2: well he he's the one who won on the Corn Ferry Tour. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. He's
0: 5,500. Then it goes down to Flatman, J.B. Holmes, Raul Pareda, Jose Antonio Safa. And are those positive projected points? They are. uh, That's got to be. That's got to be wrong. OK, that's got to be. Actually, I don't think I have data for uh, oh. data or Safa, which is screwing it up in the the J. I don't know what's wrong. With that. I got to fix that. But yeah, okay. that, that is wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. So this is a tough this is a tough range. It's really tough, in my opinion. I, I don't think there's a lot here. That you that you really like. I think there are a couple of educated guesses you can make. Yeah. Uh, One of them may be like (sighs) Hayden Springer, who played really well at Farmers, finished T-33, um, putted the eyes out of it. That's the only issue there. Um, My I I guess my favorite kind of dart throw would be Rico Hoey, another guy in that getting comfortable on the PGA Tour hasn't made any cuts yet um he he was like first round leader and didn't make that cut yeah that was amex correct so i mean it is a three round miscut it wasn't a complete fall off in one day right uh, but i just i think he has a lot of game and then there's one other name that i hate <laughs> but he keeps coming up <laughs> okay uh mj duffy
0: Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. We're it's bad. This is okay. So there are some guys I like for like 15 holes at a time. Norman John. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Hayden Springer. Hayden Springer has the third highest rate of gaining five or more strokes uh, over the last 100 rounds. Now he doesn't have as many rounds as everybody else does, but he is a very high risk, high reward, very high risk, high reward player.
2: Yeah. He at the Amex, I believe, went cra- like was right there uh, with Hoey, not the
0: leader, but close and missed that cut. Tom Whitney is a decent approach player who played well at Farmers, 13th there. But I, when you start talking about 36 or 72 holes for some of these guys, I get quite concerned.
2: Yes, but there's so many of them. So here's, what, here's why MJ Duffy crosses my list. Um, Mexico, uh, Worldwide Technology Championship, t mm-hmm. Um, And driving distance, all drives, fourth in this field. And 175 to 200. Second in this field. That is literally all I got. He missed the cut here, the only start he has. He's a very good driver,
0: or at least a long driver. Hits it
2: hard. Look, yeah, hits it hard, which could be good. <laughs> Might be a Cam Champ situation.
0: That's okay. People are going to love Cam Champ this week.
2: Yep. But he's 5,800 and hasn't finished in the top 10 back to back years. Yeah, but Cam Champ's three thousand dollars more expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yikes! Okay, well, um, we should probably stop there because that was terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. Oh boy, Uh, I like I like that they've gone down that far, but
2: you just don't like what's down there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple
2: other names like Trace. What what about uh, Trace Crow? Okay, he was the other. He
0: played well at Farmers too, right?
2: Yeah, he played well at Farmers. I like that. I mean, you have a CT Pan who's been terrible, but is like an established player at least.
0: Yeah, Noddy's there who can get hot. He's played well here. He's like 5900 I think. Callum Taron. Why? I
2: can't believe this guy is $5,600 in this field, and he should be.
0: He's been bad. I know. He was so terrible. Was so excited for him.
2: One of the guys last year I thought was going to have a big year, and it's been a disaster. Golf is hard. It's hard. It's
0: really hard. I mean, all right, I'm done. You know what else is is not – you know, it's not hard? Putting your one-and-done selection in, which you have to do by Thursday morning. We have to do it by Tuesday because that's when we're going to be back for the preview pod. Uh, Big thanks to producer Troy. who does all the hard work behind the scenes. That's Greg Ducharme. You can find him at the real GFD and you can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.